you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a band that uh, has not been on the podcast before, but I think you're, you, you are and are becoming more of uh, kind of a known quantity uh, in Manitoba. And, you know, some of your music that's come out in the past uh, couple of years has been very highly uh, regarded. You had a Juno nomination, lots of big things happening. And I'm sure we can get into all of that. But the best way to start this off is uh, for listeners to be able to put a name to the voice. If the two of you could introduce yourselves and then what you do in in the duo. For sure. I'm Nadia Bernstick. And I'm Jason Bernstick. And together we're the folk duo Bernstick. And so we... In that duo, we both uh, sing, play guitar, and are both the song- singer-songwriters for that for that duo. And we're also, and we're also married. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that makes it convenient, I guess, to book shows and things, right? <laughs> you don't have to go around uh, finding uh, band members all over the place. Um, I was going to ask you to start off, how you define the music that you play? I mean, you describe it as a folk duo. Is that sort of the, the, the Coles Notes version of, uh, of what you do? Or is, did you go with like a capital F folk kind of, we are a folk group? Yeah, I think that's kind of where it starts, but I think we're kind of, um, we're definitely um, a little moody, I would say at times, uh, maybe pushing the the folk aspect a little bit, um, maybe, maybe pushing a little bit past it, a little bit into Americana, there's a little bit of like blues influence for sure, but um, yeah, definitely rooted in folk for sure. Yeah, and I think we both come to the table with like a sort of different, like you're more blues, and I like I'm more pop, to be honest. So I think when we come together, it just creates this. I think it's rooted in folk, but it's kind of a little bit bigger than that. Like more, it's not definitely not traditional and and a little bit more contemporary. Some of our songs sort of sway towards more bluesy, and some of our songs sway towards more sort of alternative alternative folk. Okay. So yeah, I think that's that's where we that's where we meet. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think you're in a good place to, to, to do that, too, because all of those genres um, have kind of a big audience and, and a big uh, sort of scene here in Manitoba. I mean, there's, you know, uh, Roots, Americana, folk, blues, everything you just named. It's it's, it's been sort of big here kind of forever. Um, so I imagine that's got to help, too, is, is, is being interested in those styles of music and, and putting those out there in a community that's kind of already open to that sort of stuff. Definitely. And I mean... Winnipeg, like we're Manitoba, like there's so many good musicians here. Yeah. And I think that like everyone that we know does all of those kinds of genres of, of music too. Like it's, I think it's just like this place, this hub of like all of these types of music and everyone kind of does everything. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. It's, it's, it's a good, one of the good things about living in it. It's almost like a, a hidden secret in Manitoba. I think a lot of people outside of the province aren't necessarily aware of just how deep and how diverse the 
music scene is here, but we've, we've got a lot to look at. Yeah. It's second to none. There's no two ways about it. Like you can got to go anywhere in Canada, Winnipeg, just is cream of the crop for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, so, you know, you do have new music coming out and then that's obviously what we're going to talk about today, but getting so much critically critical acclaim for you, for your previous record. I mean, you have a Juno nomination, you, you'd get good reviews, things like that. What kind of pressure does that put on you to, to do a follow-up? I mean, do you have that? Is that in the back of your mind when you're making new music? Oh, I have to sort of top the last one. I mean, I think that happens for everyone, regardless of, of how well their, their previous record did, but just having that kind of, um, the idea of uh, getting national attention and then how do you one up that? Good question. Yeah, I, I think it's not that with the first one, we cut corners or any of that stuff. Um, but I think, uh, with this one, we definitely, um, moves, um, with the strategy and we're pretty like, um, like for me, I was really focused on like getting like really the best tones out of everything that we could possibly do. Okay. Uh, so that was kind of on the table. I didn't want to like, you know, kind of skip that step at all. And not to say we did it before, but. Uh, I was just more tedious with everything uh, this time around. And we also used the same musicians uh, for the record, this one. Uh, so we had the same drummer, same bass player, same studio, same space. And so it's more cohesive that way as well. Um, so that's that's another thing too, where the other one we kind of recorded at different studios and moved around and used yeah. different players. So it feels a little bit like this, you know, whereas this one feels like it's like it's it's a thing. I think, like, for the first album, I mean, it was nice to get that recognition. That was really cool. <laughs> um, but it it it's, it was kind of funny. Like, I feel like our first album, we were sort of finding what we were as Burnstick. Like, we didn't really even know yet. <laughs> so we had some of your songs and some of my songs, and we kind of, like, did what we could with them. Um, and I love them. I think it sounds really, it's a beautiful album. But I, I feel like with the second album, we just really have found what our sound is and what how we write together and how we create these burnstick songs that aren't just necessarily each of our songs brought together so to me this new album that's going to be coming out just has a very it's that's to me the sound of burnstick like that's what it that's what it should sound like <laughs> so that's that'll be fun to see if people enjoy it well, that's something I guess. Just over time, you're going to develop anyway. You figure out what what works and what what sound you want to get out of out of the project. Definitely, and I think just even playing together more and more since then, we just obviously have played so much more. Yeah. So Oops. with with this new this new music coming out, I know you have a single, and uh, you have, like you said, uh, the album coming out. What can people expect that maybe who have heard your previous record or heard you seen you play live and have an idea of what they feel your sound is like? How how has it progressed on this album sonically? Like uh, as far as the actual music itself, um, what has changed, and uh, what do you think is sort of a, a difference between the two albums? Well, for me again, it's, it's just like sonically, tonally, like it's next level for us. Um, and I, like I said, work really hard on getting some really great tones out of everything that I could, you know. There's so there's no like, I didn't go okay. That's good enough. I didn't. We didn't settle for like any of that. So it was just yeah. like. If it meant redoing, you know, a bunch of guitar tracks, then we re we did that, you know. So it's like there's there's no like settling on anything, and it came with vocals as well. Like we we did vocals and parts, and just like ah, you know, let's, let's do better. 
So it's just that thing. We just worked really hard on this one. Um, yeah, I, I think what to expect is there is definitely like a flavor that we have that you're going to hear more of. Um, but I feel like this one, I almost feel like any of the tracks could be put on a movie score. It's kind of what it feels like with this one. Mm -hmm. It has a, a very like um, cinematic vibe kind of almost throughout almost. I think. Yeah, I wonder if that also comes because we do music for film and we've been doing that for years together as well. Or and then I mean you more than me, but like sometimes some some projects together. And I wonder if that sort of also influenced the album or how we wrote for the album, how we com like compose the music for it. So it, they're still the same. I think everyone like people that have listened to the first album have um will will expect sort of that same our dog's like barking. Sorry, we're at, we're at all. No, it's um, fine. I got a dog back there too. Um, so I'm waiting for her to start barking. <laughs> we'll expect, but well, I think everyone that has heard the first album will, you can expect, you know, a little bit of that, that scene. So the harmonies are still there and um, that kind of vibe. But I think it's just a little bit bigger, better, um, a little bit more cinematic, okay. I think, and feel. But I think when we write, we really write from a place that, where we feel something really strongly and I hope that each song sort of brings that that yeah. that um that emotion to people listening to it.
on that cinematic um, feeling uh, of the music, how, how does that w- work now that we're in an era where you can't really guarantee that people are going to listen to more than one song on a record or more than even a few seconds of a song? And when you're doing something that has that kind of vibe to it, usually that's a longer, more drawn out um, sound. I mean, you people, if you're doing something cinematic, I would assume you want people to start at the beginning and sort of, you know, go through the whole journey of the record. How do you kind of uh, account for the fact that people are going to be hitting skip just because that's how they listen to music now? I mean, do you have to um, kind of rework the songs individually to, to make them stand out as as their own thing, including as part of the mix, if that makes sense? I, I think all you can ever do is your best and hope that people enjoy it and just work really hard at something. Uh, you can't guarantee nothing. Yeah. Like We feel that this record is better than our first. You know, I like, I feel like song-wise, writing-wise sonically like it's all put together like really well um but it doesn't mean that we're we're guaranteeing anything yeah you know so it's just like all i can do is hope that people will enjoy it that's it and i think like i i, I can't ex- expect people to listen differently than they do i think that's just how it is now and i think and it, and i think on our album we still do have like separate songs it's yeah. not just like one big thing um, and so I'm sure they'll people that are our listeners will have their favorites and just skip to those, and I think that's fine. Um, they stand out on on by themselves. Um, but for us, I think what where we you know sell the most albums or where people will come and listen to us is from our live shows. Right. And so I think that that's where you know they'll hear something in the live show, and that's what they'll want to hear on the album and I think that's those are the listeners that will come and listen to the whole song and so I can't expect everyone to just change the way they listen to music but I'm hoping that those people that that come to our live shows um are the ones that will most likely listen to the album and listen to the songs and and I think that's okay I think that's a different that's that's totally fine yeah how did the recorded songs translate to a live setting I mean are they are they fairly faithful to the sound on the record or do you have to do a lot of changes or, or just reimaginings of some of these songs in order to perform them live? Some, some, there's, there's a, I would say there's a one, maybe two that were kind of maybe live might be just a little bit different, maybe in the solo part or something. Okay. Just because we won't have the band behind us, but if we did, it could be exactly the same, um, ish. Um, yeah, so there's a little bit of difference that way, but mostly it's pretty, we're staying pretty true to the album as much as we can. Cool. Structurally, the songs are the same, whether they're on the album or, or live. It's just when we are able to add a lot more, <laughs> we do, which we do on the album uh, and live, we're, we're either playing as a duo or a trio. So it's, it's going to be definitely a little bit smaller, um, but structurally the songs are the same. They don't, they don't really change all that much. Do you have a, a preference uh, as, as far as the size of the band you're playing with? Like, would you rather play all the time with the with the with the full group, or, or are you comfortable well, with, the, with the duo yeah. format? I love it. Yeah, bigger, better. Like, yeah, I I like the small. Like, I like I love playing as a duo or or a trio. Like, I like having that that backup drummer with us. Right. Um, helps a lot. I think that adds a, an energy. Um, but I I do like the small. <laughs> I like playing small. You like playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's got to be nice to have that versatility, though, right? Because I mean, that that definitely doesn't limit the type of venues you can play at. If I mean, a duo or, or a trio, you can pretty much play anywhere. Whereas, I guess if you want to put on like a bigger spectacle of a show, you you can do the full band thing. Yeah, 
yeah, I'm looking forward to like, you know, uh, getting some more folk fest gigs and bringing like hopefully the, the trio to that situation because I just think it's a nice, amazing fit for that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Then is, is the festival kind of um, circuit sort of where you feel this music fits in well? I mean, have you had a lot of success um, playing at festivals? I mean, obviously festivals are very different in size and, and sort of format from, from town to town and city to city, but is has that been like a, a, a fruitful um, pursuit for you? Yeah, it's my my two favorite, like, um, not to exclude anybody, yeah. my favorite festivals um, have been in, like, in Nova Scotia, Lindenburg. That was so much fun. That was just, like... Those kinds of folk festivals are, are fantastic and just fun. You're able to... I mean, I love the big festivals, and I would love to do more big festivals, but I find that sort of the not-so-big ones have a very community feel, and everyone is just really there to listen and not... And there's there's still going to be hundreds of people, but they're really there to like to listen. So you yeah. just get everyone's attention, and and they will show you how much they love you. That was that was one of the highlights I think last from last summer. Yeah, I love that. That's such a another one was the Vancouver Island Music. Oh yeah, oh, okay, love that one. That's just like oh, it's beautiful. It's just the air is great. People are amazing. Oh, so good. Cool. But I do think that those folk festivals are a good fit for us. Like the, any kind of folk festivals where you're outside and you're able to connect with the audience yeah. is like, that's that's where we thrive, I think. Well, uh, speaking of having that kind of intimate connection with an audience, I understand your new single, uh, promoting this new record that's coming out, has a very kind of personal subject matter, um, what the song's about. Do you, what is it like, I guess, sort of, you know, writing and recording a, a song that, that deals with something you know, the emotional, personal, uh, whatever it may be, uh, and then kind of forming that to an audience. I mean, a lot of people I think have that I've talked to have had very different experiences. Some of them are quite happy to, you know, put their hearts out on a record, but then when it comes to a live show, it's it's very, it's almost like an awkward situation because they're looking at the people who are hearing it. Like, do you, how, how do you feel, the two of you, about, about you know, kind of soul-bearing emotional content in your songs and then doing that to an audience? Would you rather have... Uh, just a small group of people around you sort of listening really intently or is this something that works with a larger crowd too it's kind of work both ways but i kind of it's like um it's kind of like having a conversation with someone you know that you connect with yeah like I, i'd rather not talk about the weather you know i'd rather not like talk about those little things like like let's get real here let's talk about some real stuff and i think that's kind of for me with the performance piece that's that's how it feels like we're talking about real stuff that matters to us yeah um and this is just kind of who we are and um and some of the stuff people can relate to i'm sure you know being a parent or 60 scoop kids you know the right. 215 sort of stuff like and stuff that you know we're all connected to in some way or another so i mean it's it's important um so but i would just, i'd rather talk about real stuff than than just surface stuff that's that's just my thing yeah I've never felt a negative reaction from that or or an awkward situation. It's never no. felt like that for us. Well, that's I good. Think that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we always like part of our live show is to tell tell these stories too. And and so I think that that's a way to and I and I think we do it lightly, <laughs> even when it's like sort of deeper or meaningful or yeah um, or harsh or like harder um, topics to discuss. I think that we're able to joke and, and well, I wouldn't say get, joke. I, joke. I would say more like it's not so graphic. You know, when you get right. talking about some stuff that's super profound, I think it's just more like 
um, realistic and, and kind of factual, but there is a story connection to it as well. Uh, but we definitely do like lighten the energy as well when the time is there too. So yeah, um, and that's one kind of you know more humor stuff. Sure, you do need that release in a show, or if you're going to get heavy, you got to get light too. You know, like it's not yeah. just all you know all art all the way down. All yeah, the you can't you can't beat the audience to submission with just heavy heavy subject matter song after song after yeah. song for sure. You have to yeah, you got to it has to flow right. Exactly. Yeah, and that's how I think we write our shows and performances with that in mind. It's just like. It, this is how this is going to go. Yeah. Is that sort of, um, you know, dealing with real subject matter, is that something you look for as a listener as well, as far as the um, the music that you both listen to and, and consume sort of on your own time? Yeah, you know, it's, 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 I think it's more for me, it's like it almost doesn't matter what it is, just as long as it's like, I believe this person and I can connect to them. And whether they're just playing on the ukulele, like I've seen people like, it's some serious soul on ukulele. Yeah, yeah. Well, my mind, you know, are just voices and just like holy smokes. So it doesn't really matter. It's just as long as they're they're in it and you believe them. Like, it, it really doesn't matter for me. And it can be. I feel like that goes kind of. In like, I like everything. So I like. I I love when I'm, a performer will just like. Like, be so real that I'm I'm I I can relate to that and I feel something but I also love like listening to like like pop music where I don't have to think about anything so I right. think it's like you need that sort of mix of of both and I mean not that we do that in our our show but I think that that's I love all sorts of types of music and I think that they all kind of mean something different or or, or um, you feel something different There's no lie can save you from yourself But no better now, now you need to go When all my, all my will is gone When all my
Well, what, one of the things that's come up a lot on this show over the years is that um, Manitoba, Manitoba music fans, I guess, in general, tend to have what seems like a very strong uh, bullshit detector. If someone's not being real, I think that they, they root that out pretty quickly. And I think that, you know, if you look at the artists that have succeeded from here in whatever genre they're doing, uh, the ones that are kind of representing themselves and, and their their struggles and their their loves and happy things and bad things and everything about their life, if it comes through as being authentic, I find that no matter how good they are at their instrument or, or whatever, those are the ones that seem to get um, sort of on continued success here because people want that for uh, almost more than anywhere else. Uh, it seems to be the case from everyone I've talked to anyway. Do you, do you see that? Yeah. I've never heard that, but I, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> or I believe it. I feel that when I hear music or when I listen to music. Yeah. And I mean, in terms of our writing, like we can only do what we, we know. Of course. And where we come from and what we experienced. And that's, that's. Yeah. It makes, yeah. makes total Even sense. Between the two of us, like there's things that, that you write that I would never write. And there's things that I write that you would never have thought of or written because it's not something you'd live. But I think that we're able to support each other in those in those stories. But if I were to sing a song that you wrote specifically because of something you you'd live, it wouldn't it wouldn't go. It wouldn't pat. It wouldn't. No one would feel it because it's not true to me. Right. And they'd be able to tell, yeah, for sure. No matter how much you were, you you knew about the subject matter, or or how interested you were in the topic, yeah, for sure. That 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 authenticity of of actually living something, whatever it is, right, doesn't have to be anything super serious. It could be a minor thing that happened, but when you've lived it, it, it comes through for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. Do you have uh, a release date for this this record yet? Has that been determined, or is it still sort of uh, to come out in future? It'll be in May. Okay, <laughs> we want the date. We don't have the date pinned down, um, but it'll be released in May. Do you have plans to uh, like for what you're going to do to promote it as well? There are tours and, and things in the works um, on the top, of the back of the record being released. <laughs> uh, well, we do have a, a tour coming up in May uh, with Home Roots. Oh, cool! Yeah. Um, so we'll be doing uh, that tour in BC, and then we do have some festivals lined up for the summer, um, and then we're not sure for the fall yet. And we're hoping probably another tour in the fall, um, so that we can we can do a little bit of more promo and and we'll, we're going to drop some singles too uh, along the way. Right on, and I guess that the whole, oh, up in October as well that we can't talk about yet. So oh yeah, okay. oh I forgot about that. Yeah, we give something in October too. That'll, that'll be really fun. Cool, cool. Stoked. Hopefully by the time uh, you know someone could hear this in October because it's a podcast that kind of exists <laughs> on the internet forever, right? So maybe they'll hear it and then they'll have to look you up and see what it is. Um, I, I guess that that homeworks thing it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about the intimacy and, and and having that kind of an audience, like sort of the captive, small, um, intimate audience. Have you done that those tours before with that organization? No, I have. I did as a solo um, francophone artist. Okay, okay. So I did um, Chemin She Knew, which is like the French counterpart yeah. to homeworks. Um, so I have done that. So I, and I love those, like it was really a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to doing it as burn stick. Um, we've done like a house, like house concerts before, just never through homeworks. Okay. Okay. House concerts are the best. I like, I, I feel like the, the more things have, uh, changed with the pandemic and everything like that. I don't even want to go to big shows. And I'm not that people shouldn't, they should absolutely go to big shows. But, uh, right. personally as a listener, I, I will choose a house show over pretty much anything uh, these days. So there's definitely, I think uh, a growing sort of audience for those. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All crazy people and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit much, right? I mean, especially, I, especially if you, I, I work from home, like my day job is, is, is sitting in my basement on a computer. So 
going out is like, I don't know. <laughs> house shows, house shows are perfect for that. Star Studio. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah, right on. Watch you so many times through the rolling hills, prairie skies held your place between the lines where the stories told the troubled eyes with the heart of gold winners rise heard you run 
if someone is, is hearing about you for the first time on the show, or maybe they're just kind of getting reintroduced to what you do, what's the best way to find out what you're up to as far as um, upcoming shows, uh, releases? Like I said, someone could hear this the day it gets released, or they could hear it a year and a half from now, and who knows what you're up to then. So where should where would you direct someone online to, to, to follow you or find out what your latest news is? Well, there's the website. Yeah, go to our website, um, brinstickduo.com. Definitely, you can access everything from there see our, our tour dates um or go you know from there you can you can find our social media like facebook and and instagram and okay. or any of the um like platforms you listen to music to music to like spotify and all that so all of the links are off of our website i'd say go there first and then you can you can kind of access everything from there awesome we're pretty late to the game with the instagram account thing uh so all the- yeah we always like do everything backwards. <laughs> so yeah, we're 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 on there now. Um, so yeah, at us. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 put a link to your Instagram in the show notes so people Very can find you. Yeah, super funny. That's awesome. Uh, no, you know I get it. I'm I'm old also, and I like I, I still haven't <laughs> I, I still haven't moved on from physical music. Like I don't know how to use Spotify or anything. So I, I'm right. sitting here with tapes and records and CDs. So I, I, I get it. There's the technology can be terrifying. Yeah, but we've noticed like people still like. I, people asked us like, "Oh, are you gonna have an f- actual physical copy of the album?" Because I guess a lot of people are, aren't doing that anymore. Yeah. Um, but we we sell our albums. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever we do our live show, people still want the physical copy of yeah. the album. We so well. we do well like that. Yeah, and I like like I I like that. Like I like looking through lyrics and and with our new album too. Like every song will be accompanied by this like black and white photograph that goes along with it and i like i think that that's going to be nice to look look at look through yeah, <laughs> yeah that is cool awesome yeah there was a little bit of a dip you know for a bit where cds kind of went to the side i thought well this is the end of it yeah. you know um but it's not it's like suddenly it's just making a comeback or something and people want it uh-huh. so that's that's nice it's a nice like oh, okay great i think it's weirdly making a comeback with younger people who never experienced it in the first place you got a generation of you know teenagers to young adults now who grew up with streaming or, or iTunes or whatever, and now they yeah. discover their parents' CDs, which sounds ridiculous to think about, but it, it's it's totally a thing. And they just want something something tangible, you know, to yeah. look at and to like, you know, respond to. And like, I remember as a kid, like looking at records and looking at the photos and going through the song titles and just wondering about all the stuff. And yeah, I just found it so fascinating. I loved it. I used to look at the ACDC uh, House Bells like. Final and be like, wow, this is like you know the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it's it, it's always it, it, it's definitely cool to see, especially when it's your own music too, right? A physical release because you have it, you can hold it in your hands. This is the album. This is what all this work has kind of culminated, and you actually have a an object to, to to show for it. Love it. Yeah, I went I went to a few CD releases like in the past couple of years where they didn't have a a CD. They had other merch though. They had like T-shirts and and other things. But I I could hear people asking like, "Oh, but I want to buy the CD. I want the CD." I'm like, "Yeah, we're so excited. We'll have one. Yeah, you awesome. want one? Awesome. And you can stream it too if you want. But I mean, yeah, yeah whichever be, way. Whichever be, way. Yeah, you can still go to all the platforms and and listen to it. But if you want to see if you want to see the lyrics or read the lyrics and see the the photos and stuff, you can definitely buy it. You're my bird in the words that fell. You're the 
Oh.